every year, I believe that we desire to see something new. I believe that for us. No one really likes the same old, same old. Because most of us get bored with the same old, same old. So every now and then in your life, you want to see something renewed in your life. Psalms 126 and 5. That's where we're going. So I want to talk about what you should know about sowing and reaping. Because sometimes we think we know a lot of things, but sometimes it's good to get a refresher course. Sometimes it's good to get the nuggets. Sometimes it's good to just, hey, I got fresh revelation out of that. Psalms 126.5 says, those who sow in tears shall reap. How? In joy. I'm so glad that we're here today. I feel so great today. I feel like I don't have a care in the world. Because my daddy take good care of me. Anybody else feel that way? I mean, I'm doing so good. I got a great people that love me that didn't mind coming, uh, you know, through the inclement weather to be here with me this morning. And you showed a smile when you got here. Yeah, yeah. I feel blessed like that. Then I got a beautiful wife that loved me to life. Hallelujah. Y'all give it up for the first lady, Dr. Veronica B. She looking mighty gorgeous this day. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we came and man, we had some show enough wonderful songs that were songs of joy, songs of Zion that blessed our life today. Wonderful band members. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And they all over there looking like they love the Lord if they don't keep on looking like it. Right, some people, you just want them to look like it. If they ain't, just look like it. Hallelujah. So he says, those who sow in tears shall reap how? In joy. He who continually goes forth weeping and bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Glory be to God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearers, and most of all, the doers of his holy word. Amen. So this psalm here uh, indicates that sowing can be hard, but reaping is a joy. In order to reap the joy, we often have to encounter the sorrow. See, the Bible said after you have suffered a while. Are y'all feeling this? Then you will what? Rain. Oh, wow. Can I let y'all in on the secret? Since 2019, some of us have been suffering. We about to rain now. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, in order to receive the joy, we often got to have some sorrow. So, this, this sermon uh, teaches on principles of the harvest, both old and new. Now, Genesis 1 and 12. I need you to, I've um, got scripture, so I, I'm going to be going kind of fast. And the earth brought forth grass, and the herb that, that yields seed according to its kind. And the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself. Whose seed is in itself. Whose seed is in itself. 
Did you not know that what you will be blessed with is in you because the seed is within the seed? That's why when you sow the seed, what's in the seed comes out of the seed and reproduce more seeds that was within the seed that they were themselves. I hope I didn't lose you right there. Hallelujah. So would you look down your row and just smile through the masses, tell them, say, I ain't got nothing but good seed in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to his kind and God saw that it was good. I'm telling you, it's about to knock your wig off today, I'm going to tell you. So as we sow, so shall we reap. Genesis 8 and 22, familiar. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer, winter, day and night shall not cease. It won't stop. My seed won't stop because God gives seed to the sower. My harvest won't stop because God gives the harvest. It will never stop. When I got cold, he said, I'm going to have heat too. I will never have always downtime. See, some folk think up in here that they always got bad luck, always got downtime, always going through. No, ma'am, no, sir. You will not always be going through. God will turn that thing around. Nothing stays the same. Are you hearing me up in here? Day and night, shall, it shall not cease. So what God has given me will not stop. So this verse tells us that there will always be a time of sowing and seed and a time of harvest. It is never too late to start sowing seed. However, you know, we may have to reap what we have sown in the past before we can reap a new harvest. So what am I telling you? Forget what you sowed last year because that harvest has already started. What you need to be concerned about is sowing now for your future. Anybody concerned about their future? Come on now, let me see your hand. Are you concerned about your future? Well, be concerned about your seed. Are you following me? Hallelujah. And so Proverbs 11 and 24 says, One man gives freely, watch this now, yet gains even more. Don't get jealous because they're giving freely and they're getting more and more and more. Every time I turn around, they're talking about a testimony, what God done done. He did this last week. He did that there. I'm so tired, y'all. Well, if you're tired of hearing them talk about it, then you ought to be sowing seed so you can have something to talk about. One man gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds undone. I mean, he's always holding back, always not, but comes to poverty. You always withholding? Look like you losing rather than gaining. A generous man will prosper. Now, I am not making this up. It's in your Bible. A generous man will prosper. Oh, you stand your people. You know we're near generous. So don't worry about the rest of it. 
A generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes, ooh, look at this, refreshes others will what? Himself be refreshed. You can't help but be refreshed. When you see all those folk walking around here refreshed, it's because they don't refresh somebody else. You didn't like that one, but here's one that you, we don't, Galatians 6, huh? You ain't gonna like this one either. Do not be deceived. God is not marked for whatsoever man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows his souls to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing well, for in what? Due season, everybody shout due season. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, everybody going to have opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Everybody that's really faithful and a part of the household of faith you get special treatment. That's what he just said, especially to those that are of the household of faith. Especially those that name the name of Christ. Especially those that are saved and living the life. Give them special attention. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Nobody don't give me no special attention. Well, did you give somebody else special attention? Ephesians 6 and 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether it he be a slave or free. Now notice, whoever is saved or unsaved, do good to them. They will receive the same from the Lord. So Luke 6 and 27 said, but I say to you who here love your enemies. See, we don't like this kind of talk. Clog up your ears. La, 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 la. He, he, he who <laughs> love your enemies, do good to those, look at here, who hate you. Now, these are the hard sayings of the Bible. Bless those who curse you. I'm not blessing nobody that curse me. And pray for those who spitefully, they meant, they meant to do it. They intended to do it. They stuck the knife in and twisted it. Spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, off of the other also. God, you messing me up now. And from him who takes away your cloak. Now that he done tucked my cloak. You telling me to give him my hat too? Do not withhold your tunic either. <laughs> huh? Give to everyone who asks of you and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do uh, good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you for there? And if, I, if you lend to those whom, from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. 
But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your listen, if you don't, if you know that they're asking you to lend it and they may not perhaps pay you back, you got to have an attitude that either you're going to lend it to them and not think about getting it back or you don't lend it to them. You ain't got but one or two choices. Stay saved, don't fight. Amen. You owe my mind. Mm -hmm, you've been dodging me, but I got you cornered at the church today. I knew you were going to come to church. I got you. Hallelujah. Amen. So hoping for nothing to in return and your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the most high and for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Lord, you're messing us up in here today. Therefore, be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you, uh, given unto you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So these verses serve as a basis for what is known as the seven law of harvest. And these are in your notes. I'm gonna say them real quick. We reap only we reap only what we ha what has been sown. We reap the same in kind as we sow. We reap in a different season than we sow. We reap more than we sow. We reap in proportion to what we sow. We reap in the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. We, can, we can't do anything about last year's harvest. I like this. But we can about this year. You can't do nothing about last year's harvest. But you can show up prepare for this year's harvest coming. Amen. Hallelujah. So harvest is determined by the kind of seed planted. Now you, you're the only one that can determine that. One prayer would not change 20 years of sowing seed. I don't care how much you pray. If you haven't sown the seed, uh, can't nothing grow. And your prayer can't change from what you yourself sowed. If you sowed a bad seed, you can't pray, God, turn my bad seed into a good seed. Galatians 6 and 8. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh, what? If it was sowed because of your flesh, and you were only thinking about you, that's what you're going to get back. So in the seed of the spirit produces the fruit of Christian character. We got to understand that sowing seed will always produce fruit. God has established the law of sowing and reaping. Therefore, we should seek to sow good seed so that we may harvest good fruit. Now, life is full with choices. Do you agree? Choices that affect us on an everyday basis in everything that we do. That means our everyday choices are not uh, without significance. Our choices affect us and others in a dramatic way, whether we see it immediately or not. Everybody that's connected to you will be affected by your choices. And while the earth remains, no man will mock God by changing 
for even one time these laws of the harvest. So Ephesians 5 and 15 picks it up and says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, doing what? Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore ye be not unwise, but understanding what the will of God is. And be not drunk with wine with an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit. Psalms 9 and 12 says, so teach us to name our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Everybody shout wisdom. wisdom. Now, why do we need wisdom? So we can make wise choices. Yes. 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 Holler back at me and say, I need wisdom. So what we reap was planted either naturally or purposefully. Either by God or by man or, or for either per, po, positive or for negative results. You're going to get some results whether it be positive or negative. Say, well, I'm just looking for positive stuff. Well, if that's what you sow. Hallelujah. So your, really it's critical. Your sowing is critical. Some folk want to hide and act like they're faking God out. God will not be marked. You can't fake God out and act like you gave a 20 when you gave two. God will not be fooled. Hallelujah. You can't act like you love somebody and then when you get behind their back, you call them everything but a child of God. God won't be fooled. He know in your heart you don't like that person. You just got to get it together, cuz. And that what they call cuz. Y'all act like y'all, y'all, okay, y'all. Let me, let me, let me relax. Y'all all relax. I'm going to relax too. I'm a talk and relax at the same time. <laughs> so in other words, this law of the harvest, we reap only what has been sown, has both a positive and a negative side. Now let's, let's talk about the positive side first. We like positive, right? We reap blessings because of what God has done on our behalf. Okay, it has nothing to do with you. Where you are right now had nothing to do with you. The color of your skin had nothing to do with you. Your eyes had nothing to do with you. Size of your feet had nothing to do with you. God did that without our permission. If you're tall, God said, I'm going to make them tall. If you're short, God said they're going to be a little short. You're a little thick, God said, yeah, that's just how I want them. You're a little slim, God said, yep, that's how I want you. Huh? 
It had nothing to do with you. God made you without your permission. And as soon as we accept that, we'll love ourselves. Compare yourself, just say, hey, hey, uh, uh, appreciate the other folk, you know, got a good grade to have, but accept what you got to. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Don't put that pressure on yourself trying to compare to what the world say that you should be like. For killing themselves trying to be like Hollywood. I made up my mind for a I'm going to be happy going to heaven just like I am. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Exercise. Benefit, the Bible says, a little. But godliness is great gain. Do your little part. Walk every now and again, you know, walk some every week. every week. You know, you can't eat that same stuff you had been eating when you was a child. Because you're not as agile and active like you were when you was in your teens and 20s. I look at my grandson, they just eat everything. <laughs> and run around there like there's no tomorrow. Come on, Papa, come on, Papa. I got to sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and every time, you know, it looked like on the hour. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It looked like they want to eat on the hour. Anybody got any children like that? I mean, you know, we just, just got through it. What are we going to eat? I said, boy, y'all must got a double from your mama and your daddy. What are we going to eat when you just ate? But you know, you can eat like that. As you get older, you got to watch what you eat. Because if you don't watch what you eat, everybody else be watching what you ate. You like that one, first lady? Amen. And you won't be able to hide it. Hallelujah. And, and, and your clothes is going to tell you, I need changing. Your buttons going to have pressure on them that they normally wouldn't have. And your buttons going to tell you, hey, your assignment is to go up higher. Go higher in the Lord. Go higher. <laughs> go up another number. Go up another number. Hallelujah, because them are going to be uncomfortable if you put those on. So Genesis 3 and 15 said, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. My heel going to be so from stumping on the devil's head. Mark 5 and 45 says, that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and send rain on the just and the unjust. God does all of this. 
Look at James 1 and 17. Come here, James. Testify. Say, for every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Huh? And coming down from the Father of life, with who is no variableness, neither shadow of turn. Hey, everything that you get come from God. So God is gracious toward all men, whether they realize it or not, or whether they either give him thanks for his blessing. God is the one that gives to you. So we reap blessings from the labor of others. You might not like that one, but that is the truth. John 4 and 38. Let's see if we can straighten this out. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Some of you all have uh, experienced stuff you ain't worked for in your life. Somebody else labored and you got the blessing from it. Other men labored and you are entered into their labors. See, some of y'all realize, but what you are sowing now while you are alive is going to bless somebody else that you not, may not ever see. Some of us are blessed from things that other folk have sold and labored and we haven't done anything uh -huh, to, to really uh, uh, be one that we, sh we should have received. But no, it was done because somebody else decided to sow. And that's why I don't understand sassy kids. I understand children who want to talk back and act like, you know, the parents don't know what they're talking about. Understand kids who want to tell them, you know, uh, what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Give me the phone because you, you, you're not being obedient. You're, you're not getting my phone. Well, you can't drive the car. I don't know what you're talking about. Them my keys. Hold on a minute. Last time I checked, who paying the phone bill and who paying the car note? How do you have the colossal nerve to lay claims on the phone and the car? You're not paying anything. All right. You want to be Mr. Biggity or Sister Biggity or Mr. Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? <laughs> All right, Mr. Big Stuff. All right, Mr. Big Stuff. No, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If argue, you go, All right. You don't hear the phone from me. Okay, no problem. You don't got the keys? Oh, okay. You don't want to give me the keys? That's okay. That's okay. No problem. All right. Mama, my phone ain't on. Hey, you don't say. Why it's not on? Why you got no service? Uh, last time I checked, it takes money to get service. So I, 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 since, since I don't own the phone, I figure I don't need to own the payment. Since you say them your keys, well, they coming to pick the car up because ain't no payment being made. Since it ain't my car, I figure I don't need to make no more payments. Y'all got my drift? This is for you grown folk. Hallelujah. If I'm going to be paying all this here, you're going to listen to what I got to say. And you're going to be obedient too. Because obedience get the blessing. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 
I hear fussing rocks around. Hey, you know my child won't let me in the house. What? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. You you new parents, go ahead. I get me a bulldozer and knock the whole house down. All right, okay, okay, okay. Hallelujah. Y'all done got mad. Now, let me go. Hold up. So we reap blessings from the labor of others. Are y'all hearing me? Not only are we blessed because of what God has done on our behalf, we are also blessed by what others have done. Others have labored. And we have entered into the blessings of their labor. And the blessings we have enjoyed in the Western world of, the, of, of freedom and, and law of ministering to the suffering, the poor, uh, I mean, and the like, are all the byproduct of Christianity and our godly heritage. God blessed because of somebody else's obedience. So we experience a lot of things, a lot of good things, because of somebody else being obedient to God. Somebody sold on our behalf. If you allow me to tell you, somebody sold on your behalf right now. Somebody doing something good on your behalf right now. Hallelujah. You didn't like the positive side. Let's go to the negative side. Then we're going to the house. So we reap the wrong others have sown too. We reap a, a certain amount of wrong inheritance from our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm 50, 51 and 5 says, Behold, I, have, I was shaped in iniquity, and in the sin did my mother conceive me. You see that? We reap from even the not so good stuff other folks are dealing with. Psalm 58 and 3. The wicked are strange from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born. Speaking lies. You don't really even have to teach them how to lie. They come out lying. It's already in their DNA. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't like this wicked, this, 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 this negative side. All right? Look, look here, look here. Yeah, that, ain't, that ain't it. Genesis 5 and 3 says, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, just like him, after his image, and called his name Seth. So they come out of here looking just like you in your own image. Where did you get that from? Go look in the mirror. Numbers 14 and 18. The Lord is long-suffering and of the great mercy forgiving iniquity and transgression and by no means clearing the guilt. The guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the children unto the third and fourth generation. You, you kind of wonder why he didn't say mother there. He said father. Because it's your seed is in you. You are responsible 
for passing down and teaching your children the ways of God and righteousness. So even go down to the third and the fourth generation. Good God Almighty. This is true. This is true. Generational curses do happen, people. I had to run a generational curse out of my lineage. I said, the buck stop here. Found out that my great great grandfather he had children out of wedlock. My great grandfather he had children out of wedlock. My grandfather he had my father, biological father, three children, three different women. My first child for my Lord's one night stand. Generational from generation to generation. When I got saved, got married, I said that it will stop. It will stop. And God has seen that it God called you from that foolishness. Don't try to mix it up with God's holiness and get behind a pulpit somewhere and know you still nasty. And everything that's in you, you want to spew it on the people. You clean yourself up. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil from your heart. Hallelujah. Some of us as preachers, we disqualify ourselves as leaders and deacons and bishops and so forth and so on because we still want to do what we want to do and then say, you know, I'm a man just like you. No, you should be a God called man. Not a flesh-led man. We walk not after the flesh to fulfill the lust of the flesh, but we walk in the spirit. If I was on the air right now, I just got turned off. So we all reap the sin of Adam and we pass that along to our children. That means not only a sinful nature, but things children can learn like how to be critical from a fault-finding parent. Y'all, we have to be very careful as church folk because, you know, uh, you can easily be around the dinner table having conversations just talking about other people in the church. 
And every fault that you find in the church, you just send it freely in the house because you just, and the children just walking through there, they playing, they just ain't really, you think they're not paying attention. But they are taking it in, all of that fault finding that you got to say. Then you wonder why when your children get up, they don't want to go to your church. You don't say it in the front of them all of the faults that you find with your church. Some of y'all ought to repent right now and say, Lord, forgive me. Your children ain't here today because all the fault finding you found with the church. What bishop them doing now? They don't know what they're doing. Starting the school. They don't know what they're doing. Changing the name of the church. They don't know what they're doing. I think he should preach this way. I think this lady should do this. And I think, and you just always just yabba, yabba, yabba. You sound like Flintstone. Yabba, yabba, do. Hush! Shut your mouth. Every idle word seen out of your mouth will meet you in judgment. So this is what the Bible tells us. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. But we reversed it. We quick to speak. And slow to hear. I ain't heard a thing you say, but I'm going to tell you off. I'm going to tell you how I feel. God could care less about your feelings. He just wants you to obey him. That's what he wants you to do. Can you get that together? Can you obey him? That's what he wants you to do. Who cares about your feeling, what you want to do? And then God ain't studying about the mess. He just wants you to obey him so you can be an example of what God will do with somebody that will obey him. See, you talking all that because you think your, your, your opinion, your words matter. It don't matter. Amen. Amen. That's why, you know, that's why, you know, uh, Facebook to mess a lot of folk up. See, they think they look little, little, little Hollywoodish. You know, they think that they, they every, everybody like that. Everybody put like on it. They, ain't like, they don't like you. Everybody say that they're your friend. You we know these people. If I asked you what, what, at, where they live, where, where they, who are they? And, you, and they picture pop and say, oh, I don't know them. But they say, I do. <laughs> you know, I walk around and say, hey, how you doing? I say, how you doing? And they, I look at them and I say, well, I'm giving, before I can ask, I say, well, I know you don't know me. I'm your Facebook friend. I say, oh, okay. So we reap the wrong of foolish and corrupt leaders. Uh-oh. Let's talk about leaders for a minute. See, Romans 2 and 5 says, But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent uh, heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. So this often includes the judgment of God on society. Past. Present, 
and future. So what is happening in our cities across our nation is that we are treasuring up wrath unto ourselves. You get me? It is of concern to us because if the Lord tarries, and he will, and he is, it shall affect us greatly. Our nation, who whatever we do is wrong because we as a people are wrong spiritually and morally. I was reading uh, about the author Edward uh, Gibson. And some of you probably have read it too. When they talk about the Roman Empire, what happened, how, were, how did it fall? Edward Gibson in 1787, after 20 years of labor, he completed his book, The Decline and the Fall of the Roman Empire. And in it, he attributes the fall of the empire as being, I'm just giving you a few of them. He says, number one, the rapid increase of divorce, the undermining of the dignity and sanctity of the home. We are there, which is the basis of human society. Listen, if you can't keep your homes together, Ain't nothing else going to stay together. If mama and daddy can't stay together, then we can't go to the same church together. Right? Our society has us as dizzy as a merry-go-round. And you think it's going to be better on you being separate? No, it's going to be harder on you. And they love it. How do I know? Because you got to go to the store. Well, what you going to go to the store to do? Now that we're apart, he got to have his own wash and dryer. You got to have your own wash and dryer. You got to have your own house. He got to have his own house. You got to have your own car. He got to have his own car. You got to have this. And on and on and on. You got to buy your own groceries. They got to buy their own groceries. I mean, everything itself. And the people that make money is loving it. Please divorce all of you all and make us richer. Got comfortable in my good bed. Now I got to give it to her. Buy me another bed. I might can't find a bed. I done broke this bed in. Hallelujah. I got to go get another bed. The devil is a liar. It's very late to tell you right now, I don't have no dog house. We have intense fellowship. I'm getting right there in that bed, right beside her. She could be, be upset. Oh, you want to come over here. I'm going to cuddle. Hallelujah. You ain't going to stay mad long. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Because see, when we split up like that, then at nine times out of ten, I got to pay for my house, and then I got to pay for part of her house. That is not the vision for Harvey B. I ain't, I'm not about spending out no extra money. Keep my, hallelujah. Just because I'm mad with her, we're going to get it together. Uh, 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 Y'all remember uh, Denzel Washington, he was talking about divorcing his wife. Y'all remember that? And he found out that how much his wife was going to take, he said, we're going to work this out. <laughs> Denzel woke up real quick and said, we're going to work this out. We're going we, 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 we to work this out. 
Hallelujah. You can work out anything. But this was, this was the fall. All right. Look, look at what was the fall. Higher and higher taxes. And the spending of public monies for free bread and, you know, and for, uh, for the populace. And, and, and the mad craze for pleasure. Sports becoming every year more excited and more brutal. You know, they had their big old arenas where they have the gall uh, gladiators in there. And they be fighting to death and cutting each other. They love all the blood and the guts. And they, where they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got big arenas now. We ain't got no blood. Well, they, they, you know, football. Basketball, they, fight, they, they, get, they, they get blood. We got boxing. Right. You know, we got the full contact stuff. This was the beginning of the fall of the, of the Roman Empire. Then they had the buildings of gigantic armaments when the, the real enemy was within the cadence of the people. And the decay, uh, the decay of, of religion. Oh, people stopped wanting to be uh, religious and saved and, and loving God. Faith faded into a mere form. Losing touch with life and becoming impotent to warn and guide the people. They won't talk about God. They don't want to talk about Jesus. They don't want to warn nobody about, hey, Jesus is coming. They don't want to warn nobody about sin. They don't want to preach about sin. They don't want to tell you that you're wrong. They don't want everybody to do what they want to do. And right now, most of the children that go to high school or whatever, they don't go to church because the parents don't make them. And then the children say, you can't make me. I don't understand y'all. Now, wait, hold on. Now, you tell them you're going to school, but then you won't make them go to church. Because the law say you got to get in that school because they're going to come lock me up. You going to school. But the church ain't going to come lock me up so you can stay home. Now, what's going to benefit them more is their walk with God. Because if I can get it together with God, I'll be a good citizen in this society. And all that they had going on in the Roman Empire is the same thing that's going on right now. We are making the family look like it is not necessary for it to be a husband and wife in the home. Right. We can thank our government for keeping the man out of the house. Right. If you don't have a man, we'll give you $800 for that child. We'll give you $800 for that child. We'll give you, we'll you $1,200 for them. And then we'll give you some stamps and everything else on top of that. The more kids you get, the more money you get, but you can't have a man in the house. So now, so now you got these stair steps here with all these children, and then you got, you, you, you know, you got Buffalo tipping in the back door. Buffalo's tipping in the back door. Soon the people come, get out, get out, Buffalo, get out, get out, get out. I can't have no man in here. First lady said, Buffalo got to go. Buffalo coming in with all this hot breath. <sighs> hey, baby. 
All he got is hot breath because he ain't got no money. Buffalo suck you dry like that. Buffalo sucking you dry like a neck bone. Then your little friends come out. Yeah, Gary, this is my man, Buffalo. Buffalo, move your feet so she can get by. <laughs> well, Buffalo, what, what kind of work you do? <laughs> work? I'm the man. I don't need to work. Hallelujah. If I got to have Buffalo, I'm just going to be by myself, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do we know what we are doing? Luke 23 and 34 said, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. A lot of people right here in Warner Robins don't know what they're doing. They think they're doing good. Yes. They think they're all right because of what they make, the money they have. It's not about the money, honey. It's about your relationship with God. Yes. Look what Ephesians 4 and 29 says. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is Helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Jesus said in Luke 23 and 34, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. People who hurt others are really hurting themselves more and vice versa for we reap what we sow. Don't let that stuff come out your mouth unwholesome stuff. Look what 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 says. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both bring the, to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. Do you see that? Don't judge anything for its time. So our action or our reaction to giving situations determine our seed. You should sow good seed in every aspect of your life. It don't always have to be money. I'm talking about you as a person. You got to roach your attitude, change your attitude, and sow a good attitude. If you be nice to people, they'll be nice to you. Some of us so mean, we don't even know how to talk to our, our, the people that we talk to every day. Some women are so mad, don't know how to talk to their husband. No, that ain't the way to do it, Junebug. Put the thing down. Like, you're just man, you don't know nothing. Well, you keep doing Junebug like that. Somebody gonna come by and be nice. No, Junebug, let me help you with that. See, Junebug, let me, give me your hand. Put it right there like that. Junebug said, oh, that's the way you do it. 
Jumba going to go back where they say, yeah, that's, that's how you handle Jumba. Hallelujah. Where you been, Jumba? <laughs> well, baby, I've been to work. Then somebody else catch me and say, hey, Jumba, did you have a nice day at work? Well, it was okay, but, you know, sit down and tell me about it. Otherwise, you're going to be seeing Juba riding somebody else's car. Juba said, you can have everything. I don't care nothing about those things. I only care about how you treat me. You can have all that stuff. You can have every, all of it. I'm convinced mean folk don't need to get married. Until you get sweet about yourself and know how to treat somebody else, you don't need to get married. Just be mad by yourself. When you mess up, you just fudge at yourself. Some of y'all ain't laughing no more. So Ephesians 5 and 8 says, For you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. We were there one time. We've been there before. Before Christ, we were a mess in a mess. We started a mess. We finished a mess. We were in the middle of the mess. But now that we're in Christ, we know where he brought us out of darkness. Lead somebody to the light. You got to sow words. You got to sow actions. You got to sow time. You got to sow the proper attitude. You got to sow spiritual time. Seed takes time to produce. Say that with me. Seed, seed. takes time to produce. So the problem or solution take time to manifest. Seeds that are planted, multiply, we reap in addition to what we sow. You don't only just read what you sow, but you're going to read something added. 2 Corinthians 9, 9 and 10 says, now, we, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown. Multiply the seed you have sown. The seed you sow will be multiplied. And increase the fruit of your righteousness. Luke picks it up. Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? And then we reap according to what we sow. Therefore, remember first fruit. The first fruit teaches us the principle that God is working on. Now, I'm going to teach on the first fruit uh, probably uh, in the next two weeks. You got to be here because I'm going to teach some things that you may not be familiar with. And I want to kind of educate you on it because you might have seen it and you don't know why they do this, why they do that. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to take my time to teach you because I want you to be informed on what first fruit is and everything else. So it teaches us that God is working on that, that something is not holy until it has been dedicated to God. 
So Proverbs 3 and 9, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek and I'm going to sit down. He says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase so that your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with what? Okay, let's read out of King James Version. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance. And it said possession. And he put a comma there. That means to pause. I, I was teaching one time, substance is something that you already have. Right? You honor the Lord with a substance, something that you're already getting, something that you already got going on. That's your substance. So you honor the Lord with your substance, which is your tithe. Got it? Then he put a conjunction there. Then he says, and with the first fruit of all thine increase. There is a type, a level of giving that's called first fruit giving. Most folk know about tithes. They know about offerings, but they really don't understand first fruit. So I'm going to give you a little Little, little, little lesson on that, hopefully next week or week after that, okay? And he said, you do this, why? So shall your, thy bond be filled with a little bit. See, it's nothing that will bring plenty to you like this first fruit giving. So that thy presses shall burst out with, you already being blessed with your substance. But you about to do this first fruit and you're going to burst out. My blessing about to explode. Oh, child. So, the, 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 so stop the cycle. Receive your, your victory if you are reaping a bad harvest. If you got a bad harvest coming, you just got to stop that cycle. You just got to change and start sowing good seed. Everybody say stop the cycle. So here's the truth about sowing and reaping. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 6, and I'll read it fast. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find in after many, you'll find it in after, after many days. Give a servant to seven and also to eight. What in the world are he talking about? For you do not know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or the north, in the place where the tree fall, there it shall lie. I told somebody that's in the scripture, where a tree fall, that's where it lies. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the cloud will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the wound of her who is with child. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. So God will test us by asking us to sow in the most unlikely places. He say, cast your bread upon the waters. So in other words, you can't sow enough. Say that with me. I can't sow enough. See, he goes on to say, and give a servant to seven and also to the eight. In other words, give over and above expectation. 
See, the number seven is the number for completion. The number eight is new beginning. So he's saying don't stop at the completion. Start a new beginning by going over and above. Follow me? So since the future is uncertain and that we should hold our material possession, right? No, wrong. You don't harbor anything. Sure, conventional wisdom teach us to save for a rainy day, but Jesus taught. He taught us the parable of the rich, rich fool, right? To not only lay up treasure for ourselves, but also to be rich toward God. Solomon says, uh, give a portion to seven and also eight. And the number seven really is that number of completion. And you would do what was expected of you to give a portion of your goods to seven people. But Solomon says, try something radical for God. Give to the eight person also. Take a risk, a high risk. Go ahead and cast your bread upon the waters. And looking at things with a natural perspective instead of the faith perspective will prevent us from sowing and then reaping. So he who observes the wind will not sow and he who regard the cloud will not reap. So in other words, don't make no excuses. Stop making excuses why you cannot sow correctly. In your life, this whole year, 2022, you need to, you need to uh, really just make up your mind. I'm going to sow right. I'm, if somebody raise their voice at me, I'm not going to sow raising my voice back at them. I'm going to sow kind words. Somebody say they hate me, I'm going to sow love. You follow me? Reaping will be a supernatural experience. How many of y'all ready for a supernatural experience? What you reap will be a supernatural experience. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones will grow in the womb of her who will child. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Expect things beyond your understanding. That woman don't know how the bones in her child grow inside of her. We don't know any of that. How they don't drown in that sack. But we expect beyond our understanding. Some of us right now, you might not know how you're going to get your Mortgage paid. You may not know how things done got so tight and you don't know how you're going to finish this year out. You don't know anything. You don't know if that car that you're still patching together, whether it's going to stay together, whether it's going to break down, whether it's going to give up, whether it's going to break dance on you or whatever like that. When you leave out a pot lot, it, it break dance. It break down. But you don't know anything. But you say, God, if I can get to the house of God, if you will just provide for me, it won't be long before God say, hey. I'm going to give you a creative idea on how to get you a new vehicle. Hallelujah. You know, we don't have no business worrying about finances. God will give you some creativeness and you, you have creative juices until God will show you how to make more money than you ever made in your life. 
Well, I ain't making like I want to right now, bitch. You ain't in the right field. You don't have the right soil. You got to get the right soil so you can get the seed in the right soil. Hallelujah. You are that close from a creative idea of how God wants you to farewell for the rest of your life. You are that close from somebody, my God, passing down an inheritance because they the one that labored and they're going to pass what they labored for on to you. I just hope that you're in the place where you can receive it, that you don't mess it up. How many of you God can trust you with, well, hey, with an increase? God, make me ready so I won't mess up what you sent in my way. Hallelujah. So you can start now. What he told him there in Ecclesiastes says, and I'm, I'm, I'm closing. In the morning sow your seed. And in the evening do not withhold your hand. That's what he told him in Ecclesiastes. In other words, he said, don't wait. Begin to sow good seed today. The sooner you begin, the sooner your harvest. What the second Corinthians nine and six say, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap what also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Are you hearing me? That that tickle you a little bit. So we are always sowing, whether we realize it or not. By doing something or doing nothing, you're always going to sow. Some of you sow nothing, and guess what? You're going to reap nothing. You sit down on your derriere and don't ask no questions, don't go nowhere, don't do anything. But sometimes all you got to do is go through the door and start asking questions, and people will point you in the direction of where you need to go. You're just a class away from being your maximum when it comes to your reaping. You are just one question away. You are just one person away. You are just one job away from God. My God calls in those vast the best open. Some of you, you almost gave up, but my God, something down in you that was just scratching on the inside, that was itching on the inside to say, I can't give up now. I've come too far to quit now. I, God done brought me to, I can see myself succeeding in my future. I'm not going to work like this all the time. I want to do something that I enjoy doing. I want to do something where I, got my, I can maximize my time. Right now, my time is my held up because I have to stay right here, but I want to be a place where I can be flexible. Some of you all, you got the greatest of the greatest now that they got you working from home. You so flexible now, you need to make good of your time. You need to make good. I'm telling you right now, you have that mark innovation down in you that you can start, my God, start uh, creating things and doing things. All you got to do is test the water, go out and start asking. Some of you can talk real good. They got jobs where all you got to do is talk. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God bless.
to see what you put down in them. Don't let them sit down and not discover what you got in them. There's more in them than what they realize. Let them come to know that they got greatness on the inside. Greater is he. Hallelujah. It's time to pull the trigger. If you keep on observing circumstances instead of trusting God, we, will, we, we shall be guilty of sowing disobedience and rebellion and unbelief. How many folk have sat down and had unbelief in their spirit and unbelief caused them to sit on the bench and not get in the game? Unbelief caused them to let the thing pass them by. Unbelief caused them not to ask questions. Unbelief caused them not to get up and go forward, hallelujah, in faith because you see more as you go than when you first start. All you got to do is start going and God will show you more. Somebody shout, I need to see more. Come on, don't worry about the person beside. Tell them, I need to see more. Tell them, say, oh Lord, I need to see more. And since you are my supplier, you supply all my needs. I need to see more. Show me more for my journey. Show me more so I know how to live. Show me more so I know how to give. Show me more so I can bless somebody else because it's not all about me. Show me more so I can bless the household of faith. Show me more so I can have a special love for the household of faith. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, I need to see some more. And if God show me more, I'll move to what he's showing me. Can I get a witness? How many of you need to see more? Raise your hand and say, it's me, Bishop, that's standing here to see more. Can you say amen? God is going to show some of you all more. And when the cloud moves and when the fog dissipates, when everything is cleared up, God going to say, look yonder there. That's where I want you to go. And you'll shake somebody and say, that's where God wants us to be. Can you say amen? Somebody in this room is about to start moving by faith. God is about to open your eyes and show you more than you ever seen before. Do I have somebody holding it with me? Do I have somebody that want to ride with me? God Ah, he said I held you up last year ah, because I was making you ah, I was showing you ah, I was preparing you ah, I was planning for you ah, but this year ah, somebody say this year this year ah, is my year ah, for me to move forward ah, and go forth ah, 
in the power of his might. I can't go in my own strength because I get weak sometimes, mother. I can't go in my own strength because I may wander off sometimes. I can't go in my own vision because I might see wrong. But give me the eyes of faith. Give me the eyes of God that I may see what he want me to see. Can you say amen? I feel right here. We're on our way. Somebody say, when we're on our way, God is setting us up. Look to your left or your right and say, it's a setup. It's a setup. It's a setup. God is setting us up. And if you don't want to include us, if you don't want to be with us, I'll say, God is setting me up. If you don't want to receive this, I'll have it all myself that God is setting me up. Who am I talking to in here that you got to set up? He about to pick you up and set you up in high places. Can you say amen? And I will testify. Firstly, I'll testify of how God set it up. Can you say amen? Because you know Pookie and Boo Boo. They counted you out. But Pookie and Boo Boo don't know your God. Because your God will take you out of the ghetto. Your God will take you out of the projects. Your God will take you off a poor street and set you up in a high place. Can you say amen? You can get mad with us. You can get mad with me. But I don't want to stay down here with you when I got all of this to look forward to. Open my eyes, God. I need somebody to say, oh my eyes, God, that I can see more, more than what I seen before. Shout, yeah, yeah. How many y'all ready to see more? How many y'all ready to do more? How many y'all ready to be more? How many y'all ready to show everybody what your daddy had in store for you? Look down your row and say, neighbor, I, 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 I got a good God. I got a good daddy. He watches over me. He watches over me. He's my friend. Better than a friend. He better to me than I've been to myself. He rocks me. He holds my hand. He tells me I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I love the Lord. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. And I won't take it back. Shout, yeah. Hey, yes. Yes. So I believe I'll go on now. Y'all have a good day. 
Have a good winter morning. Huh? Have yourself a cup of coffee. Huh? Get you some hot chocolate. Huh? Go get you some dinner. Huh? But know this. Huh? I'm going to sow. Because reaping huh? is on the way. Huh? I'm going to sow. Huh? When nobody's looking. Huh? I'm going to sow. Huh? When I don't feel like it, mother. Huh? I'm going to sow. Because huh? I know. Huh? That my God, he gives seed, seed to the sower, shout yeah, hey, hey, but I gotta go now, but how many of you all ready for your harvest, ready for your harvest, point to somebody and tell them, say, name, I got a harvest coming, Got a date with destiny. I got a date with my blessing. And I don't want to be late. Shout yeah. Some of y'all think it's over. But I heard that it ain't over till the fat lady sing. And she ain't even tuning up yet. Can you say amen? Because I got more coming my way. Let me tell somebody in here. Let me prophesy to you. Now, you got more coming your way. God got one thing he wants you to do. If you want it, you got to be willing to do what he tell you to do. Are y'all ready? For your increase are you ready for something to turn around on your behalf here's your assignment right here god said if you want to see it like he showed it to you you got to forget about how you've been trained you got to forget about what mama said what daddy said all of your work people all of your kin people you got to forget about what they say. And God said, one thing he wants you to do. I want you to change, change the way you are and become a true child of God. I'm not talking about playing. I'm not talking about a dab or do you. I'm not talking about having a form of godliness. But God said, if you would change and do it my way, then and only then I'll bring the blessings you desire I'll bless your marriage like you wanted to be blessed you'll have a marital bliss if you just change your money won't be strange no more if you just change I'll show you how to invest it I'll show you where to invest it I'll show you what to buy you'll get more real estate if you just change how you're thinking and listen to God and listen to godly people hang around other folk that's going somewhere those that just want to kickle it and crackle it and laugh about stuff you might have to cut their string and get around somebody 
that's paying attention to how everything works. You can have the everything works, how the government works, and it can work in your favor. Can you say amen? I'm about to get a creative idea. I need y'all to say that with me. Say, I'm about to get a creative idea that God's going to give me that's going to change my life, that's going to bless my life for the rest of my life. I'm about to change the way I've been doing business. I'm about to change how I walk through life. And everybody connected to me, everybody that's joined to me, everybody that's attached to me, when I change, I'm going to shift gears. And when I go up, everybody that's connected to me, they're going up with me. Can you say amen? Because you are laboring for somebody else. Shout yeah. Are you ready for this change that God got? I'm ready. Give three people air five and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. God knows I'm ready. Yes. Yes. Somebody give him praise in here. Somebody give him glory. Y'all, thank y'all. I I am so happy with what I see God doing, First Lady, in our lives. It excites me to no ends to know that all we got to do is get started. If you, listen, if you don't like the interest rate that you have now, you just got to make the change and go out and shop and do the work, labor, and find something lower. Somebody is willing to give it to you. I didn't like the one I had. So I went out. We had a jumbo loan. Jumbo. Everybody said jumbo. jumbo. How much how much interest rate y'all think I'm paying now on my jumbo? Some of y'all might know because I probably told you. How much percent you think I'm paying? One percent, two percent, three, four. Uh, it ain't zero. It, Cause it's a jumbo. But on the jumbo, I'm paying two percent. So you got to start doing the stuff that it takes to get your credit right. I remember one time they, they kept denying me on something that they say I was let on, but it wasn't my fault because I thought I had it on automatic, but they still didn't want to budge. So I, I wrote them a good, good letter. A good letter. And I said, I know you want to be the one that helped Bishop, uh, you know, be blessed to get his credit increased. Because, you know, I, you know we had like an 820-something, but uh, 
you know, when you buy more stuff, it goes down. But it, it, it doesn't matter. But, and I said, I know you want to be the one to be blessed. Because I, I, I need, and I know, you know, uh, if you look at my record, I'm never late. So it had to be something, a glitch or something. Them people didn't even argue with me. They came back, sir, yes, we take it off. Just like that. So you got to do what it takes. You just can't be sitting there wishing and hoping that thing change. You got to be willing to be used by God to, so the change can happen. Well, you know, we can't afford a house like that. Who said? Who said? All you got to do is ask the question. So, okay, now what kind of score I need to have to get this house? What, what kind of money do I need? You start asking the question, what do I need to get this? So then you'll know what to work on. So when you step in there, you say, all right, I got everything. I got everything. Well, you know, I can't afford the business like that, you know, because, you know, I ain't got no money. Well, who said? Go find out how them other folks started the business. They ain't having that neither. Find out how they started. You got to change your mindset. You're looking at everybody else being blessed with you. It's just like in a marriage. Everybody else marriage is just great. And you sitting over there with your, you know, your scale of one to, one to ten, your two marriage, number two. Ten being the highest, you on a two. You say, how can I move from a two to start moving to at least a five? I at least have break half. Then you can move from a five to a seven or eight. Then you can be working on that nine or ten. But you got to find out what, what, what are they doing. And, and I know they're getting the same teaching I'm doing. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Maybe they putting it to work and you not putting it to work. You ever thought about that? Duh. So I don't want you to be right here having this marital bliss and my marriage just raggedy. Just so unhappy. I don't understand people. I don't want to be the years with somebody and I'm just miserable the whole time. I want to be standing up to Yeah, I've been married 70 years. I ain't enjoyed none of it. I've been miserable for 70 years. What is that to say about your spouse? What is that to say about you? Because you, as a man, you're responsible. You know that, right? Oh, here he go now. Here he go. Here he go. He always getting on the men. God said, Adam, where are you? He could have just said, Eve, bring your hips here, you little fast name. Be messing with that serpent. Bring your fast tail here. He didn't do that. What did he say? Adam! So now y'all take that up with God. Y'all always get mad at me, but take it up with God. You're responsible. And if you don't want to be responsible, you leave that girl where she is. Do not marry her if you don't want to be responsible. Do not connect yourself with nobody if you don't want to be responsible. Because of the man, you're going to be responsible. Hallelujah. So be like Paul. Stay single. Be like Paul. Don't get on mess nobody life out there. I just don't want nobody to think I'm a sissy, I'm a punk, and then I'm gonna get married. I don't want them to think I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm funny and that. No, uh-uh. You can be single. 
and not be funny? Matter of fact, Paul said, hey, you got, you got held a better deal. Amen. See, but some women, y'all got it down pat, man. I mean, y'all be, man, y'all so anointed and glory to God. You are waiting on for, if, if God want that to be, it'll be. But if not, I'm just going to love on Jesus. There's some men that way too. But see, we get pressure. We get pressure. Something will be wrong with it. Then we fall in that trap. They think something wrong with me, so let me go get me somebody. Then you get somebody, then you mess their life up. You mess their life up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God can make that thing good if you let him do it. Everybody.